All right, so before we start, this episode ended up being over two hours long. Um, so we decided to cut it up into sections, and yeah, this is gonna be part one, and I hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone, welcome to the Yoko podcast. I'm your host, Mizuki. And I'm Aira. And we have a very special guest today, our very first guest that we have on this podcast. Do you want to introduce yourself? I wish you guys had video. Yeah, my name I know, is... Right? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? My name is uh, Mike. I'm from New York City, Washington Heights. Uh, and I've been living in Japan close to 11 years now. Ooh, nice. So I have a question. Why, why Japan? So, uh, I don't really have an answer. I like for for a long, long time. I wanted to live in Asia. I used to hang out in Chinatown, New York, all the time. Mm-hmm. Way too much for my own health. I used to eat Chinese food. I I remember eating cereal with chopsticks, and my mom's like, "What are you <laughs> what? doing? Like, what? What's wrong with you?" And I was like, "Just leave me alone, lady. I'm practicing." Um, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and I, I always wanted to, and, um, and I fell in love, uh, with the Fast and Furious franchise, the, the original mm-hmm. one that mm-hmm. had the import, and I didn't, I didn't know about, uh, Japan domestic market. I saw that movie, I fell in love with those cars, a friend of mine had a Civic like that, and I was like, what's that? And he was like, oh, that's JDM. I was like, what's JDM? He's like, oh, Japan domestic market, and then since then, I became, like, obsessed, like, I watch TV, and if someone said Japan, I would just like stay and watch. What it could be anything, like mm. didn't matter to me. I just became like super obsessed with with Japan and Japanese things. But I didn't watch anime. I didn't. I played video games when I was really really young. But at that time, I didn't like. I didn't like uh, Japan. But mm. that's it. That's how. That's how I started. But when I was looking to for a teaching position, it was between Thailand, China, and Japan. And I really want to to I, I was in I went to Thailand first, and I really wanted to live there because it was so cheap, and so nice, and I love Thai food and stuff. But the pay was you know it was horrible compared to what you would get paid everywhere else. And I had a lot of college loans, and and, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't even pay my college loans. So how and much China was it? wasn't my college loans? No, like the pay in uh, Thailand. Yeah, I think it was like USD was like I think a thousand two hundred dollars or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a, a double month? that in Japan a month. Yeah, but that's where my love for Japan came. Yeah. Mm. So, what do you like about the most? What do you like? <laughs> Wait, hold on. What that do you question. like the most about Japan? Yeah, what do you like the most about <laughs> Japan? Teaching moment. Teaching moment. <laughs> um. What's really funny is that everything that I liked about Japan, I don't do when I came to Japan. I don't do anything that I wanted to do, like what I imagined doing in Japan. Like, I don't do anything, none of the stuff. Like, if you went to my room in Japan, I had a bunch of Japanese stuff everywhere and whatever, like traditional stuff. And I used to eat this and do this. And I don't do any of that stuff. I do everything American here. Yeah, because, like, you're used to it now, you know? I, I I guess so, but for me, you know, I thought, like, I'll be racing cars and um, eating 
uh, seafood, or I don't know, whatever typical thing that a dumb American thinks about another country because of the movies. I I thought, but but now I don't do any, you know. And I I think another reason is because people are so interested in America that I have to keep up with American things all the time, mm-hmm. just so like my when the students come here, they want to feel. You know, like they've kind of stepped in another place, so you know it's totally, totally different. But I kind, I kind of feel you because I, I, when I was in Toronto, like I only cook Japanese food every day. It's not like I, I eat Canadian food every every day. Yeah. So a hundred percent, yeah. We, you miss where you're not, where you're not at, right? Yeah. But mm. when I go to America, I'm like, oh, Japan, Japan, Japan. But when I live in Japan, I'm like, oh, America, America, America. It's yeah, the weirdest... that's how it is. <laughs> <laughs> like come on yeah. yeah when i when i was in america like doing my exchange year when my parents like send me packages from japan like it's like you can get that from anywhere in japan but like because i didn't have it in america i was just like so clinging onto it i was like <gasps> cup ramen <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> Dude, cup ramen is so different in america yeah than- I know. This, it's so it's so small the 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 meat and everything else, right? It's super yeah. tiny in Japan. It's like big chunks of meat and ramen. It's like totally totally different. Yeah. Totally different. How long did you spend overseas? Um for me, so I lived in San Diego for 3 years when I was super young. I was like 5, 6, 7. Um it was because of my dad's job and I came back. And then I studied abroad in Colorado for a year back in college. So in total, I spent there for like four years. And for me, I was in Oregon, U.S. for one year as an exchange student when I was in 10th grade. And then I was in Toronto for four years for my college. Oh, okay. And just came back uh, on 2020. Oh, perfect time to come back. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Be- I mean, but it was like light after COVID starts, mm-hmm. so started. So, so you had to come back. Yeah, I had to come back before all my flights got canceled. Yeah, yeah, you dodged a bullet though. America changed the last two years. America has been wild the last two. I mean, Japan too, but I feel like it's harder to come into Japan than in America right now, though. It's it's getting better. As in, like uh, when you say better, you mean like um, to live or to get in. To get in. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, 100%. Yeah, because you don't have to, like, quarantine at the hotel right now. If you can you just your go there, like, shots, whenever you right? want. If you get your three shots, oh, maybe, you don't maybe, have yeah. to. But if you don't, then you got to... It depends on how many shots you got and what what mm. country you're coming from. Like, some people that I know do, like, long-distance relationship um, with, like, an American boyfriend or girlfriend. Thanks. And, well, I'm in that situation, actually, but... Gambate on that. <laughs> yeah but um i i've seen some people like go to america with their travel visa and then spent a couple months over there and then come back like nothing happened like pandemic is not a thing so i'm like huh you can do that so i thought it was easy to like get in especially if you're an american i feel like it's easier to go back to america yes it's like back to normal Uh, the only thing you have to do is wear a mask on the airplane but coming back to japan until recently, you yeah, couldn't. True. So going to to uh, America, I wanted to go home, but I had to do a 14-day quarantine. So I was like, if I stay 10 days, it's like a whole month there you can't work, you know? It, it sucks. 
But you can work online though, can't like can you? Most it's fifty fifty now for me. Fifty mm, okay. percent. I could work probably a hundred percent online, mm-hmm. but I don't think customers would enjoy that. For they're really tired of that now. People want you know face to face lessons. So. Oh, so you offer like face to face lesson too, at your studio? I just so this is so what happens is I have this studio is predominantly I think I have one or two classes that are group, but they come in. They come mm. and go. It used to be a lot of groups, and then it just became private. I prefer private personally. Mm. And then I have a second school in Shinkoshigaya, and that's co-owned with a Japanese owner. So it's me and her, mm. and that's all group lessons. So I have, I think, eight or ten lessons a week there. That's all groups. So we have forty-five kids, I think. Mm. And then on Saturday, I go to another school to help out. I went there. I think it's like two and a, no, it was like three years. I think I have three years there now. I went because I just had Saturdays off, and I was like, I need to fill my Saturday. So I went to another school. It was supposed to be two hours, but now it's eight. I filled up her Saturday class. I think it's nine. I think she told me it's ten next month, ten hours on Saturdays. So it's doing pretty good. But yeah, so I I, I at least do two outside. I'll go like to another place, like someone's house. They pay me to go to their house or. A nursery, and I at least do two online, and and I at least do two group almost every day. Wow! So I have sixty-five lessons a week now. Sixty-five a week? Oh my wow. god! <laughs> yeah, it pays to be a dick. Then you um you told us that you have a students from two years old from like eighty-five. Yeah, my oldest is eighty-four. Uh, um, yeah, he's the best. I have video recordings of him. He's, I mean, perfect. This guy's. So lovable, and then my youngest is two, maybe one and a oh. half depends、oh. with the nursery, because it's that's the group lesson, a nursery, and then I have a baby class、oh. on Saturday. Yeah, they're super cute. It's a lot of repeat, you know, <laughs> a lot of like manners, a lot of like stuff like that. Like they enjoy that. I really enjoy、mm. it myself as well.、Mm. I was saying, I think people just enjoy. I I personally think that Japanese people are kind of tired of. Going to like the Eikaiwas and the teachers are wearing a suit and a tie and it, it's like so not American or Western. It's like what,、mm. like it, you know, you you. I think the biggest compl-、um, compliment that I got was my students went overseas and they're like, "Wow, everybody talks like you."、And、I was like, "Because this is how we <laughs> talk." I'm American. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is that the Eikaiwas kill it. They want you to be yeah, yeah, Japanese, you know, and it's just like that. Yeah, because the. First things we learned the 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 first place we learned is this is the pen, which is a very <laughs> like, nice、no、place to start. <laughs> you know, it's not a bad place to like, start. Like in what kind of situation like do we use that phrase for? Like this is a pen. Well, I think it's you know it's funny that everybody knows this is a pen because I start with <laughs> this is a pen too. But、um, the grammar starts with this is a pen because you have to you have to learn the grammar. But I think the point is that. In my opinion, schools are still very old in Japan. Like the heads of the the companies or the teachers are super old, and it's like when when you learn a certain way, you don't you don't know how to think a certain. Even myself, you know, even I teach a certain way. So when someone introduces something, you're like, show. I always tell people, show me it works. You have to prove to me it works before I can try it out.、Mm. You know, technology is always quicker than how we can change, but. 
I think what happens with the Eikai was is, number one, it's a business. You're only there an hour or whatever it is, right? Unless it's like a really big place and you can like hang out. So you're not getting a true experience. That's number one. Number two, if you're in a group lesson, the social pressure that you're around, it's very rare that you're in a group lesson in the Eikaiwa that everybody's the same age or you know them or whatever, right? So it's one year older, one year younger, there's five people, there's six people, whatever it is. You feel that pressure unless you're a very talkative person. So you don't really engage as if you would normally, right? So it's not really a true, mm-hmm. a true lesson, you yeah. know? Because, you know, I can, like, relatively speak English. Um, people always ask me, like, do you not, like, teach English? Do you not do Eikaiwa? Because, like, there are a lot of platforms that I can be a teacher and then, like, yeah. you know, teach students. And make good money at that. It's not yeah. like you can't. You can make very good money as well. Yeah, but and I know I can do that. But what I'm concerned is that, especially when you're, like, teaching Japanese, they focus so much on grammars. And I get uh. it. I, yeah, I get why they want to because, like, our, like, I don't know, education system is built that way. And, like, especially if you are studying for, like, college exams, um, they focus on grammar a lot. So I get why they want to, like, want to ask questions about grammar. But because I learned English, um, like, in a very organic way, I didn't focus. And, like, grammar wasn't, like, even, I don't even know what grammar is, like... <laughs> ask me anything about grammar and i can't like answer that so that's why i've never considered um teaching ekaiwa so i'm like i would do it if you want like a raw interaction with someone who can speak english and who knows like um the culture and like how to act and all that kind of stuff but like if you're gonna ask about grammar i'm like I, you're, i'm not the one to ask you know you should definitely do it then you should definitely do yeah it so if there's a dis- disclaimer saying like like don't ask about grammars just say you don't you don't help people pass tests that's the only thing i say i always tell people i'm not here to help you pass the test i'm here yeah. to actually help you communicate with people yeah so. but i don't i don't the only thing i disagree with you is i don't Everybody kind of refers back to the Japanese education system, and I don't think it's Japanese education system. Really? I think you learn, yeah, I think you guys learn way more English than you think, you know, but I think it's a cultural difference, you know. I'm, hmm. I think, it, you know, I, I think you, I want to hear your opinion. What do you think is the problem with the school system or why Japanese people don't speak English? What do you think it is? I mean, like, in Japanese, like, school, like, there's no, like, lesson to actually learn the way to speak. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like, there's a, like, the only way you speak English is at, the, at when you are doing, like, presentation. Mm-hmm. And, like, you prepare for the presentation, so it's, like, more, they more, like, they focus more on glamour mm-hmm. and, like, prepare for that presentation, not for, like, to getting better to actually like speak english mm-hmm. so like they get good marks on presentation but like it's not like their speaking level is getting better mm-hmm. so i feel like um the school needs to have more like discussion lessons or like not only like presentations but like i don't know like discussions and like in- interactive like yeah to yeah get getting I more agree. yeah interactive I remember um, when I was in elementary school and then I got up to middle school, like every year we did the same thing in English classes. 
I'm like, okay, um, we start with alphabets. Cool. That was like fourth grade. And then we got up to fifth grade and we did the same thing over again. And then I was like, okay, next year, probably going to do like something more. And then we did the same thing. And we got into middle school, which is like seventh grade in Japan. And we started with alphabets. And I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, what are... This is how long ago? Um, 10, 10 years ago for me, I guess. Yeah, I heard it hasn't changed much. Yeah. And when I got into high school, I mean, things did get a little bit more advanced, but like not that much. And when we do like English tests, um, teachers like make us just memorize what the textbook says. And like, we have to memorize it. But like, if we can't memorize it, like to the T, they just like, they make they make it like not correct. And one time I like studied a whole different section of the textbook by accident. So like I couldn't, of course, I couldn't remember anything that the textbook said. And I, I just like answered it to the best that I can. And it was correct. Like what I wrote was correct English, but because it wasn't like the same as a textbook, they, yeah, I was like, I failed that test and I only had like 37 out of 100 or something like that so um to some extent i do blame a lot of the education system as a japanese who mm. kind of knows how to um de- develop languages i guess mm-hmm. yeah here's my question i wrote, I, wrote a, I have to like write because i have so much to say and mm-hmm. i have to like contain myself uh number one is i agree with your saying about you don't you don't want to you think that presentations they're not you know it's like kind of useless i agree too especially like when you're supposed to just memorize a speech i hate that it's like a you're literally memorizing a speech and people like clapping like oh you did so well and then you ask like how old are you and they're like huh like okay (laughs) sure so you memorize the whole speech but you don't know the difference between how are you and how old are you which is very common here um and I, another thing is I agree with you as well. You said it's about perfection. Like, it's not like the book, you know, it's like, then it's wrong. Number one, I think what happens with English in Japan is, especially in schools, number one is it's not important. Kids said, I don't need English. Why would I have to study this, right? So there's no importance or showing the importance to children or children don't see the importance of it. Number two, I think, is the lack of freedom number one to make mistakes and then number two japan society doesn't teach people how to be free they teach people how to be followers and then when you learn a language you have to learn how to be free in the language like make mistakes you don't have to be perfect in grammar um you can use several words you don't have to make a full sentence you know um that leads me into three is the perfection part. Don't worry about perfection. And number four, Japan is just full of memorization. Even mm. your school, American schools, is less memorization. Of course, there's classes like math you have to memorize and social studies you kind of memorize. But a lot of classes, you can defend your answer. That's why in a lot of American classes, at least my schools, you were, you know, they said to you, like, why did you choose this answer? You have to explain it to the teacher. So the teacher can see what you wrote, why you wrote it, and at least get partial credit for an answer. You yeah. know? I think America has a lot of opinion-based um, answers. And I think those three are the things that really kill Japan. I don't, Like I said, I don't think it's English because 
I always say this example. I, you can probably catch me a hundred times saying it in different places. Like I've had students who used to be like hostesses or salesmen or they had jobs where their job was to communicate with people. Then they came to English and suddenly they're learning English and those, I mean, their English was horrible, but the classes were so fun because they didn't care about being perfect. They didn't care about grammar. They were good at communicating. So I think that shifts over to English. Yeah. I personally think that Japan is not a communicative culture. It's not even a communicative language. It's very indirect. Mm. So you, you, you have that same brain when you speak English. It's very indirect. It's incomplete. Right. Um, because, you know, like I the the example I always give you, you ask a kid, what did you do today? In English, you say, what did you do today? School. Did you go to school? You didn't go to school? You don't like school? It's very incomplete. Now, you talk that way in English. It doesn't make sense. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you bring that you bring that culture, you bring that to English. It doesn't work. Now, if your job is. To look at somebody in the face and say, oh, I, I understand feeling like, did I say something bad? Did I say something funny? You transfer that over to English and they do so well. People yeah. whose jobs are communicative, they do very, very well. Yeah, because like there's no saying like in Japan, like, how was your day? Or like, what's up? Like, what are you up to? Like, we don't ask those questions in yeah. Japan. So whenever like people ask me, like, what should I say? Or like, how... Does that interpret in Japanese? And I'm like, uh, I don't really know because that's not yeah. in our culture. Like, some of this yeah. We don't have that in our culture. <laughs> we don't have it in our culture. Yeah. Do you know how many times I've, I've been asked that same question and everybody's like, huh? We don't say that, bro. We just don't say it. So what do you say? We don't say shit. We mm. just don't say it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But because that's a whole whole what's the word i'm looking for whole, hom homogeneous homogeneous society everybody's like the same mm -hmm. and we're not yeah we're so pressed like being the same and like you shouldn't stand out and if you do it's kind of embarrassing and that's stressful for you guys it's very stressful <laughs> but you know that's japan for you so that was part one of this whole episode with mike i hope you enjoyed it I will have Mike's Instagram, TikTok, everything in the description, so go check him out. He's awesome. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed it, and stay tuned for the rest of the episode.